You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 296th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We're back at it, and this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, uh, it is Matt in glorious, beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston. You guys, it was a nice vacation, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back in the uh, in the green room with you guys. Uh, we've Me got too. a lot of bike racing to talk about now. We've got to catch up <laughs> on, uh, on what uh. we missed. Tell me about it, man. You take it's, one week off and it's like whew, so much. I want to say thank you for all of the listener tweets, DMs on the gram to say like you missed us this week. I, we, we appreciate that. We also yeah. got some great listener email. A lot to discuss this week. Mm-hmm. But let's not bury the lead, gentlemen. We have arguably the greatest slow ride podcast top corner draft corner ever <laughs> coming up. It's- Arguable, yeah. Because yeah, we do not argue. have pro racing to argue and draft over. No, but we do have the entirety of the Primal Wear catalog to influence our upcoming Slow Ride Podcast custom jersey. Because we made the decision last podcast, and we had to let it marinate for two weeks to see if it was a really good idea, that the next Slow Ride Podcast jersey... While everyone is going the way of classy, the uh-huh. slow ride is thinking of going the polar opposite. We're going to see what kind of influences we can we can find in the Primal Wear catalog to to get our top notch designer on the program, <laughs> Spencer. Since that designer is you, uh-huh. <laughs> how you feeling, Spencer? How do you feel about exoskeletons, mechanical frogs, um, and I don't know the odd purple uh pink floyd album cover you know <clears throat> i can't get enough of it I've, i'm just like <laughs> inspiration is flowing through me right now as i uh <laughs> scroll through these uh options and uh, i just can't wait to uh, really dig into these with All you right. guys so we're gonna do that after the jump um we have mu- much to discuss but little guy has been blowing up the slow ride podcast slack channel the secret twitter is <laughs> going nuts with a little guy really with a Never. challenge He's got a challenge yeah. that, that he thinks is a great idea, and it has to do with, I think, he saw Greg Henderson, former former pro, Everesting, doing the equivalent of 29,000 feet of climbing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Zwift over a 13 and a half hour period. Yeah. So, little guy, what, what are you thinking? Well, I was thinking we could have an Everesting challenging, a challenge here between the three of us. Now, most oh, people no. seem to try to do it in one day. And I don't think that's the slow ride way. I think we give ourselves as much time as we want. We, we pick a start date and, um, I know neither of you are going to go out and crush it in one day. So I feel pretty confident that maybe I can tick off a hundred, hundred feet that first day and just keep an eye on the Strava. Uh, we, d- we do this on Strava. We, we can keep an eye on each other. Um, and I think we, Spencer, I think we have to decide, I think, do we give Tim an extra month 
or like two extra months after we finish because he has yeah. no hills, like zero hills. It's the Florida handicap, is what you're. Yeah, you're so he to gets a Florida here. handicap. Now, I think I I would I would I don't think I'm going on a limb here by saying I ride more than you. Is that? I mean, I, that's debatable. <laughs> okay, that's well, debatable. we'll find out. <laughs> so. But I'm saying you you have you have access to mountains, so hypothetically you could yeah. go out and crush it. So I have to st- I have to stay laser focused on your Strava account if this happens, uh-huh. because if uh-huh. I notice that suddenly it looks like you're pounding out a big ride, I've got to ride over to, to Prospect Park in Minneapolis and start sprinting because I'm in trouble. So because you could easily find a mountain and destroy me. How much elevation do you get from a highway overpass? I, you know, I bet it's less than we even think. I bet it's, it's like, like 100 feet. 100 feet. So, feet. Okay. Well, 100 would be like the big ones. I mean, maybe. So what is that? Uh, 20 to 30. Almost 3,000 trips up and down the, uh, the overpass to, uh, uh, to complete this. Here's the thing. Let me, let me just cut to the chase, guys. <laughs> Can you count elevation on Zwift? Absolutely not. No, no, no. This is a real world. Okay. Game. This is so real. So if we are not allowed to. If I'm not allowed to count elevation on Zwift, yep. If we go to 2019, where I did not ride Zwift at all, okay, good. I rode a total of 3,400 miles, uh-huh. okay, and my okay. elevation count over the course of a year, yeah, and 3,400 miles. Remember, we didn't travel anywhere. I don't think like, like Schwamigan wasn't in 2019. So, yeah, 3,400 miles. The entirety of the year, I climbed 31,000 feet. You ever did. <laughs> I ever sit over the course of an entire year. <laughs> well, and thirty four hundred miles. <laughs> now I, I have no, I have no data for myself from the last year, but I doubt I did much better. Maybe, maybe a little bit more because I had, I was working. I used to have a job. Um, Spencer, what do you know? Do you have any idea what your um, last year? <clears throat> you know, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to brag about it or anything, <laughs> but uh, I mean. I mean yeah, yeah, I'm sure I did about the, the same amount of elevation as Tim, but I, I, you know, I probably had like six, seven rides in for the year. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let, let's get to the in December of 2019. This just puts it all in perspective, gentlemen. Uh-huh. I did a 135 mile ride from my house to the beach and back. Mm-hmm. My elevation gain over 135 miles was 977 feet. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> Huge. Oh my gosh. And I was thinking about this route out. I think I only crossed maybe three overpasses. Because usually you you're going underneath and there's no, there was one <laughs> river crossing. Well, you just got to find more mm. overpasses and less underpasses. I think that the impact to my, my, my greenhouse gas footprint of having to drive out to the one hill sugar loaf that tops out at 312 feet above sea level. The tallest point in sub panhandle Florida, <laughs> peninsular Florida, as the plaque says, yeah, is 312 feet. Um, but I think it's only like you only get like 150 feet per elevation on that one. Ouch. Because you're starting kind of high. Well, what do you feel would be a fair handicap if we were to enter a year. into this? <laughs> I, 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 if you're not counting Zwift, it's at least a year. A year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, that would be pretty funny because I was thinking we we obviously have the competition three way between us, but like many things, we open it up to everybody else who's on the 
the wide angle uh-huh. podium Strava group. So we see, then we could probably see some of our listeners crush us and like, some will probably do it in a day just to prove a point. Yeah. And, well, and then there'll be many that will prove it and do it in a week or two. And then you, you, you guys and me will just, we'll be like limping home months and months later. But I did a couple of like rides on Zwift and then my elevation was at four, 4,000. You know what I mean? Like, so right now my elevation totals are pretty good because Zwift mm. counts it. Hmm. Um, so that influences Strava. But anyways, uh, I sure I'm game. Uh, watch right. out, boys, because I will just Boy. apparently burn a ton of greenhouse gas just to get to somewhere that has a hill. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that you're environmental shaming me. <laughs> yeah, but if, if this is what you want, little guy, if, <laughs> if the hole in the ozone needs to increase yeah. so I can el- Everest, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, let's do it. Little guy, um, let's assume here that... Uh, uh, you know, I win this challenge. You come in second. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sort of, you know, just spitballing here. Um, <laughs> would uh, would Tim get his Florida handicap bonus time from the first place finisher or from the second place finisher? Oh, the first place, I'd say, because yeah, the first place, first place. Okay. Finisher. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna hurt, Tim. You're in trouble. Can, can I count oh. elevation that I've already started? <laughs> no, no, no. I think we got to. So it's what the third today as we record this podcast will probably drop on the fifth, right? Yeah. So I think we start this on the fifth, like Cinco de Mayo, man. I'm just, right. do you think the parking garage would be able to handle me? I, I think that's your route to victory, Tim, is you doing hill repeats in parking garages. And I love it. So I basically have to go do five rides. <laughs> that's what you say um i don't you know i don't i we'll see you know pr- I, I still like my odds that i could beat spencer by the time he does five <laughs> yeah. rides like, make it happen man. yeah well no, i mean well, I, yeah, I gotta be sure i gotta be careful spencer it. goes out to western massachusetts one time and and we're yeah. in trouble tim um so we did get some uci uh <laughs> news come through uh namely uh our friend friend in podcast from cyclocross radio bill shiken hits us up with a Sporza um, article that basically says Michael Matthews has relocated from Monaco to Slovakia so that now he can ride outside of quarantine. Wow. Yep. Is Michael Matthews the greatest or the <laughs> best cyclist in 2020 for this move? I mean, this is a, this is a pro move. It's, it's pro in a way, I guess. I mean... Imagine the sacrifice having to leave your luxury condo in Monaco. Like that is dedication. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Butler had probably had to stay there. Uh, All the, all the Ferraris probably had to stay, you know, in Monaco. Um, Now I'm not good on European geography, but can he move his yacht from Monaco (laughs) to Slovakia? I don't know. Often not directly. Yeah, we'll we'll check in that. with him in a little bit. But so that was good to see. And then, little guy, you saw today a leaked calendar of the UCI um, fantasy that is <laughs> professional bike racing returning <laughs> in the fall. That's a good way of putting it. The fantasy. Um, yeah. Um, so it, I I don't even know what to do. It's it hurts my head to look at it. It's either the greatest thing ever if it happens, or the worst thing ever. Totally so, setting aside coronavirus, like, like just so it imagine with, it happens. You know, August first, we got Strada Bianchi. 
Yeah. Then we got, uh, you know, the, the, the fake mini tours, Tour Poland, Daphne. <laughs> fake. We got Milan San Remo. You know, so it goes Strada Bianchi, Milan San Remo, Daphne, National Championships, and then right into the Tour de France at the end of August. Now, yeah, it okay. looks like the Tour de France is a full complement, a full three weeks Grand Tour. It does look that way. That's the dream. Okay. Then you got Torino Adriatico just just sandwiched in the middle of Tour de France. <laughs> right in the middle, yep. Then you got Worlds immediately after. Poor Mads Peterson. He gets like three weeks of glory yeah. in August, middle of September. He doesn't even get a race that he could he could hypothetically do well in either. And then so at the end of September, you've got Flesh Alone. And then into October, you've got Liege, Amstel. Oh, I forgot to mention the Giro is then. And then on the last <laughs> week of the Giro, the Vuelta starts. And then yeah. while the Overlapping Vuelta is going with Flanders on, Flanders almost too. Flanders <laughs> two days before the Volta. Oh, November first, eh, Paris Roubaix. Oh, yeah. November fourteenth, ah, eh, let's just throw in Lombardia. Now, this is November first. It sounds like uh, I'm going to have to check the calendar, but I feel like the Koppenberg Cross will be using the <laughs> Koppenberg around the time that Flanders is going to want to be using it. Uh, is there yeah. a scheduling conflict there? There probably is. But we might get a wet Roubaix, so. Oh, that's, uh, this might be our best hope for a wet Roubaix, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to do. Like, yeah, just weather-wise, like some of these, you, you have the, you know, you have these images of the races in your head because of the time of year. And it's like, uh -huh. I don't, what is, I don't, what is Spain like in October? Does Spain exist in October? <laughs> that's a question I don't actually know. This huh. is, this is amazing. Um, little guy, in, in your opinion, this does have the possibility to be the greatest four months in cycling fandom, right? Because yes. it is chock full. There's there's like only four days without racing in the middle of August. Otherwise, there is racing <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's and it's all. I mean, obviously, it's it's the best of the best. They they distilled it down to the biggest races. So yeah, it's it's nonstop straight into the veins. Cycling. But what is Fandom. What's up with the overlap of the Vuelta and Giro? Oh, wait, that's right. The World Championships. Thank you, UCI, for putting yourself above the uh, <laughs> yep the, the, the greatest of all Grand Tours. Well, that does allow people to do a tour, try to do a tour Vuelta double. There's a one, almost exactly one, no, there's exactly one month separating them. I don't... Could, if, you, uh, <laughs> could you potentially do a Giro Vuelta double... By just not even stopping, like just doing a, a straight 40-something days or whatever of bike racing. I think you could. I just... This, this you might is have to double stage a couple times there in the middle, but that should be all right. That's just like Everesting. Just so think of the teams, though. Just think of the teams here, though. Like, uh, Ineos is already busting out the calculator, like how they can get... You know, they're oh, like, yeah. oh, we have Froome, we have Bernal, we have enough team cars to do all this. And poor Biardi Reese and Dimension Data or NTS or whatever they're called now is just sitting there going like, well, I guess we can only make one race. Uh, <laughs> which one do we want to go to? This this schedule really does benefit a team that has three possible GC guys because I don't know who's going to be able to do the tour and then ride the Volta. You know, but who's going to be able to do the tour to go to the World Championships and then or do the World Championships and then I mean, you're either going to do, yeah, classics. One or you're going classics is going to be divided up into two two seasons. Yeah, this is yeah. this is a total disaster. Absolutely, and, and everything is wide open. 
This there is, the, is no way to predict. Oh yeah, nothing. Anything. There's no. Man. I mean, like Bink Bank before the classics. So the the race that usually happens in fall that has parts of the classics in them happens before the classics. So you like Bink that. Bank will be the craziest pre classics warm up of all time. Are we? Like I saw the Bink Bank and I was like, really? Like like of all the races that you're gonna put on the calendar, that one? It's I mean, a good race, granted. Though. I know, but granted, I was expecting you, little guy, to be like, oh, well, there's this marginal Italian race that no one's ever oh, heard no. of, so we're I'm, just going to put that one in there. No, trust me, no, I'm bummed that. that, yeah, you look at after the Volta and it's just Lombardy, but I mean, what are they going to do? Obviously, I miss all my small Italian fall races. That would have happened guys, basically at the beginning of this calendar. <laughs> you guys ready for Conspiracy Tim? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Yes, I give them to me. Um, did you guys know that uh, the, the people behind Tour of California, they they knew that the pandemic was coming because uh, mm. that's why the race isn't happening. They this pre, year. That's why they pre-canceled. And, oh, what's that? They're sponsored by Amgen. What does Amgen do? Pharmaceuticals. Hmm. Mm. Who's in the lead for a virus vaccine? Is it Amgen? Sure. It is in Conspiracy <laughs> Tim's head. <laughs> I don't think it is. Do they make oh, anything man. other than EPO? I don't know. But I will say that right. it is... I am disappointed on this leaked calendar because we it is showing the centralization of UCI racing in Europe. That's why Conspiracy Tim popped his ugly head into this conversation because I don't see the Montreal races on this no. calendar, and that is a little disappointing. I don't see the Japan Cup. I am seeing nothing but a centralized focus on, let's just go to Italy, France, and Belgium, in yeah. Spain, if it exists in October, to uh, <laughs> talk about, you know, to have bikers. Poland. I mean, in their defense, when were they going to find time to fly to Canada? True, but I mean, if we're in this fantasy world that there's actually going to be bike racing in the fall. Well, and that's another point we could debate. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't believe this will happen. I believe we're going to be in the second wave. We'll be in the second lockdown in this, but that's just me. (laughs) I mean, it would be great to see. I would absolutely love. Because I will say that like whatever happens coming up, once we get out of this pandemic, it is going to be the greatest four-month run in sports history that we'll be talking about for years. Because you'll have every playoff imaginable between you know, oh, NBA, yeah. NHL, hockey. Like You won't be able to turn on a channel without something awesome. Yeah. But I will say that when you start, you know, we, we all read who we read. I'm, I, I'm getting far-fetched that there will even be an Olympics next year the more we think about this, right? Like, it's just, I mean, I hate to be Debbie Downer here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be without bike racing for a while, and it's very disappointing. And But people come here for these hot takes. So there you go. Yeah. Do we, okay, hot take then. Do you think you're ever going to see Valverde riding again on the road? Like Are you in kidding a race? me? Obviously, yes. he can ride outside you... in Spain. You think he's going to stay around even if the, the, the 2020 yes. season is wiped? 2021 even is maybe small wiped? because of yes. this. He, he he will keep adding how many years are left on his contract for when he can race. 100%. I, I, I don't know if you've he heard about this it. quarterback called will... Tom Brady, yeah. but Valverde is way better than Tom Brady. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to be playing at least till he's 45, <laughs> so Valverde will be going till he's 47. Do you so, think Valverde um, eats weird like Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw he... he I'm he, sorry. I mean, so he, was, he was gramming some 
foodie ate and it looked it looked pretty normal and it wasn't like like because brady's a weirdo brady's got some crazy theories he's got some yeah, he wacky is. health he's theories got, doesn't he like, have the whole book like the tb way or whatever it's something weird it, you gotta hand it to him obviously he's pretty old and he's still playing in the nfl and all but you know i don't know but what well, Spencer's our Tom Brady expert. So Tom uh, Spencer up there in Boston. <laughs> yeah, How do you guys feel about Boston Tom Brady? <laughs> uh, I've never heard of this guy. Uh, sounds like a Florida guy to me. Dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the UCI calendar's out. Michael Matthews moved. That pretty much wraps up UCI Road Racing Corner. Um, do you guys have anything for cyclocross or mountain biking? Because that apparently isn't happening either. Um, I'm already well, sad about cyclocross season not happening. Yeah. Cyclocross and mountain biking, you can just wrap them together in with road because Matthew Vanderpool show will not be on uh, for any of these three seasons this year. Um, tinfoil hat Spencer says, Ineos, definitely afraid of uh, Matthew Vanderpool has orchestrated this somehow uh, with their massive budget to mm. shut down cycling. Um, I don't know if it was their goal to affect all sports worldwide, but um, you know, maybe it got out of hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they could not lose a Tour de France uh, and Olympics and uh, every other uh, world championship to uh, Vanderpool. So, well, guys, the good news is is that people don't need us to talk about bike racing because clearly we know too much about it. So we're in too deep. Yeah, yeah, we we get we get way deep. So let's get into some of the listener emails that we've got. Um, I, a couple come to mind right away that I wanted to um, hit up, and the first one comes to us from. Uh, 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 sorry, John Corey. And John, of course, is one of the hosts of the Two Johns podcast because when we were in our hiatus, mm -hmm. Two Johns podcast, the legendary podcast that it is, they they actually had listener email that was about our listener email. You may guys may recall <laughs> when deep. we were talking about the tandem national champion stripes. One of the hosts uh -huh. of that podcast, John of Two Johns, he's the guy. He was the guy, and he said that he was a little hurt, you know, a little offended by the, the email that came into the Slow Ride podcast. Um, our advice was, if you won a national championship in any sport, flaunt the heck out of it. Like, you yeah. you are the national champion. Um, but he, you know, he came around on his pod, uh, but he sent us a quick note, and he's like, hey, guys, thanks for letting us poach your listener feedback. <clears throat> I saw on Twitter and did not realize that you guys are also pre-Trek client aficionados. And... He goes on to have a sweet picture of his 1994 client attitude. And nice. uh, yeah, so he's all about it. So, John, thank you for listening and thanks for some of the uh, you know, good times over the years. I was listening to the um, to John's podcast back in 2007. So I was a, a long term mm -hmm. fan. Um, Douglas Sniper hits us up as always. Hey, guys, mm -hmm. isn't it apparent that Zwift, Zwift will be the dominant force in pretend cycling regardless of? of what races or features competitors like Be Cool provide based on the simple fact that Zwift provides the number of pizza slices you need to eat to keep from dying at the end of each ride. <laughs> this is critical. Now, little guy, you may not know this, no, but on I don't Zwift, after you're done, you get a little, like, there's a little icon of a pizza right. slice, and it basically is how many calories oh, okay. um, you've it's, burned. It's how many slices of pizza you've earned. Okay. Now, can I, can I, can I adjust it for veganism? Okay, so I can yeah. like put that in there to the equation in the same way that I can adjust my weight and all those things on there. I can like put that in so they know to make the calculations correct. <laughs> yeah, like no, no cheese on this one. You get eighteen slices. Yeah, I get eighteen slices. Um, okay, but yeah, it's a yeah, it's good. I 
I will say that I speaking of Zwift, I did my first ever crit race in Zwift. Oh Jesus. Guys, okay. Did you crash? No, but I love Zwift crit racing because as you guys know, I don't like cornering at all. That's why oh, I don't yeah. like crits. <laughs> well, guess what? There's nothing like bombing downhill into a crit corner at 30 miles an hour and that thing turns automatically. Oh, it's so grand. Oh my God. It's basically, yeah. I did a 20 minute crit. It's a 20 minute threshold test. Yeah. It was fun. There's definitely the gamification of it. Like you got to know when to use your power ups. Um, you know, I got a burrito, which apparently means that you're not draftable. Um, and then I got a federal light. It, it's fun. It was, it was a good time. I did it with uh, four of my friends, uh, old teammates at Swift Cycle, and we did it on Discord. So we were all talking to each other. There was, just like any other race I've ever done, we had a plan going in that totally did not work. It all went out the window. Yeah. We started, and at one point, one guy was like in 20th place. I was in uh, 100th place. You know, another guy, one guy behind me, thank God for Keith. And then um, Ryan Fisher, friend of the podcast, went really, really hard to get uh, and finished in 68th place, only off by one from 69. So could have been worse. <laughs> could have been. It was fun, though. Are you guys surprised that I like quit, quit racing on uh, Zwift more than regular? No. <laughs> ah. You know, I was until you uh, mentioned the cornering thing and it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh, so we got a sweet email from um, Adam Shoup. Sits us up. It's kind of a long one, but and I'll paraphrase. But there's a couple of good things in here. I'll get back to Adam's email later when we get to the Primalware draft. But he wanted to just share a quick story that he was he just had his one year anniversary of his own almost death of bonking on Monte Carpegna in Italy. He planned a few days of riding in Italy for the trip, and after a warm-up ride through Romagna, he programmed his GPS to Carpegna and up its 22 hairpin turns to the summit at about 4,500 feet above sea level. Not out of the realm of rides I've done, but definitely challenging. He didn't make. I did make it, but I was out of food and water by the top, so I took my photo with the Pantani poster and started the descent. It wasn't long that after my sweat turned to cold in the wind and I was not able to concentrate on safely oh. riding, so I just sat down on the side of the road. Passerby gave me some water. I told him I needed just a minute. 20 minutes later, I was lying in the dirt, stuffing dandelions in my mouth and wondering how I was going to get out of this jam. Fortunately, another person <laughs> passed by in the car. He and his son loaded my bike and took me down the rest of the way. By the time we got to a cafe, they had to carry me out of the car and I collapsed on the floor. Shaking. Jeez. They were waving smelling salts in a whiskey glass under my nose, telling me not to go to sleep. I went to the hospital, and they pumped me full of fluids, and thankfully I was fine by the evening. And he shared some photos. I got to make yeah. this. This is a quick, quick one here. Yeah. Smelling so, salts in a whiskey glass. Does, does the cafe just have this, like, oh, here comes another guy coming down Carpeña. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Give him the yeah. old whiskey glass. Sounds like he maybe wasn't the first one they'd seen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, I'm... God, he's okay. All right, yeah. And Adam's from the Bronx, so it was great. And we're going to get back to one of Adam's, uh, the first half of his email, which was great. Um, but And then finally, we do have an email from, uh, or we got two here. Corey Jameson hits us up. Hey, Slow Ride, thanks for your laughs and informative insights. I hope you cover more track racing on the show. Five stars. Uh, wow. I think we've all repressed <laughs> memories of track racing. Since uh, the velodrome in Minneapolis is now gone, yeah. um, we... Uh, we, it yeah. is uh, it is where we all really got our start racing, and we do have a a burning passion for the velodrome, and and we're very familiar uh, with the racing. 
I don't know that any of us actually follow professional track racing very closely. No. Um, but uh, a lot of love for the track. Oh, we right. love the track. If, I will um, say, yeah. my if favorite cycling. If any of our cycling... listeners have a velodrome anywhere near them, I think th- I would assume all of us, but I personally think it's the best racing education you can get, and you are doing yourself a disservice if you aren't uh, making your way out there as often as possible. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. if you live in Baton Rouge, where there's a velodrome, you, you should go to that one. If you're in San Diego, you definitely have a velodrome, So it's not, and Corey does. So he emails us, um, and yeah, we love track racing here. He lives in sunny San Diego, and he races at the velodrome. I'm looking to sell my current track bike, a Bianchi Super Pista. Oh, little guy, the memories come back. Mm-hmm. Do you remember my Super Pista, the oh, black one? Oh, how so. could I forget? How could I? That's forget? right, because you you were staring at the back of it every time I beat <laughs> yeah. you. Well, the thing I liked is you had those. A lot of people had them, and they had the they had the size. They had a little size sticker. Yeah, on the seat tube. So whenever you were behind someone, you'd think, "Oh, I didn't think Mark Stewart would ride a 56." <laughs> of course. The bike is kept in perfect condition. I am upgrading to an unbranded Chinese carbon frame, and I'm going to keep my Durace cranks and bar and stem to move over to the new bike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something in my throat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so quick, like, uh, you said something about an upgrade? Yeah, start over. <laughs> what? One more time? Say it again. Say it again. Say he upgraded? Of course, kept in perfect condition. I am upgrading... Oh. To an unbranded Chinese carpet frame. Oh, it makes perfect sense now. Yeah, I'm going to keep my Durace cranks and bar stem and move over to the new bike. Okay. Should I sell the bike as a complete and find some okay cranks and bars, or should I sell the bike as a frame set? Thoughts? I could part with the wheels, thinking about building a set now that I have some time. Looking forward to going fast and circles soon. Thank you for your time and consideration. Corey Jameson. Okay, now, well, I think I, okay. we're... Why are you selling this bike? Well, yeah, I have a question. Does he have a custom stem? Because didn't you have a custom stem? I had him? a custom stem. I still have it. Okay. So I got it on my tro- trophy when, case above me. It's lonely up there, huh? No, if he has a custom stem, then he needs he needs to he needs to get a different stem. Because you had a custom stem to match your Bianchi and then you got a yes. mossy maybe and it looked it looked dumb. Let's admit it. It, it looked dumb. It it looked very <laughs> dumb. Um yeah. I will say that this does not have a custom stem. Okay. I'm looking at it. It's a, it's a decent looking bike. It is the Bianchi Super Pista. It's white. I can see why he wants to sell it. I don't know why I would go to an unbranded Chinese carbon frame. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what he wants us to do other than, yes, you should sell it as a complete bike because the only person that's going to buy this is some fixed gear nerd. Mm. There's probably not well, a market on the track for put this some flat unless bars you sell on it. it. Yeah. yeah, put some flat bars on there, some riser bars. Um, measure to see if you can do like a bar spin, um, with it. I don't know what the overlap is, but you want to make sure that, make sure you can do that. Um, little guy or Spencer, do you have any advice? Like maybe get him some Sagino 75 cranks. Yeah. The Uh Sagino 75s. I don't know, uh, uh, if there's a better crank for the track than those, um, Zen rings. Come on. But, um, I was thinking, and I I like you guys as a flat bar, sell it to a a fixie kid idea but if you've got a velodrome in your area and an active racing scene you should be able to move this to a bike racer to an actual person that might ride it on the velodrome right which is not always the case with track bikes 99 (laughs) percent of the time yes um so i i think he could actually move this as a frame only because here's the thing 
If I were in the market, if I had a velodrome down the street and I was racing there and I was in the market for a, a little frame upgrade, going to get a nice used frame, I don't want your bars and your cranks and all that junk. Like, I'm going to definitely, like, ah. track racers are so particular mm-hmm. about all their stuff so that you may as well keep it. Should he wait till he gets his new frame, put everything over, and then when he's at race night, just have a little taped post-it note that says mm-hmm. frame for sale, $700. OBO now or list off his Palmares and put it inside like a vinyl cover that's taped on there where it's like, hey, this Bianchi Superpista has been ridden by Corey Jameson, your 2018 Southern California Cat 4 points race second place finisher, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, yeah. a sub 15, 200 second to 200 meter uh, sprint. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like listed out like master quality. Sounds like a master's racer. If you just moved to San yeah. Diego, it's yeah. Like no one moves to San Diego that's younger than the master. And then you're like, Oh, um, so yeah, I, I think it could work. Well, here's the thing, Tim. Now I like this. It's very good, but you, um, you dropped the ball right off the bat with 700 OBO. Now we know, and we've talked about this before. You got to go 650 firm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rare Bianchi Superpista. Yeah, one of a kind. Perfect for a collegiate racer. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that. Uh, good, reliable. Yeah. Uh, all the maintenance records. <laughs> all <laughs> all that. Is anything right. like my track bike? Uh, never done any maintenance on it. So you guys thought that that was going to be it. Oh, and very importantly, never been crashed. Oh, <laughs> never yeah. been crashed. No, you sure. do. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you can write that on there. Cause I'm yeah. Or maybe like, you know, owned, like if you're a mechanic, Corey, like definitely put like mechanic oh, owned. Definitely mechanic owned. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You definitely yes. want that. So now you guys would think that that's the only track reference that we would get in a listener email. So before we go to Premlap, here it yep. is from Rodrigo Silva. Guys, earlier in the week, I got news that my all time favorite track sprinter, Eddie Dawkins, has decided to retire with the postponement of the Tokyo Olympics. Okay. I don't know who that is. I'm just saying <laughs> if you have a favorite track sprinter, then you're really a serious cycling fan because that means you probably also yes. have like a, a favorite track endurance rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just least favorite track rider. You have an, you must have a baddie too. Well, yeah, but I just have Mark Cavendish as my favorite track rider from the <laughs> Omnium, and that covers everything because it's an Omnium. Oh, right. But um, okay. Eddie deserves a mention. Kind of guy. True. No? Eddie Eddie deserves a mention with all his men- medals in the track sprinting disciplines, and is a great guy. I was lucky enough to meet him and get his autograph and race with him here in New York. I was besides myself at the sight of of him in the registration line. I could hardly believe it. I continued running into him at races in Central Park, Harlem, Harlem, and Somerville and chatting away. Total gentleman. A few months later, I got a strange package from New Zealand, and it was a very generous gift from the man himself. Keep these glasses as if they're in the case and a keepsake. Sad to see him retire, but also happy to see him move on and wishing him and his wife the best things in the new venture. So he's got a picture of this guy. That's nice. Um, it's really nice. D- beefcake. Oh, totally. you, oh it, I, I think you'd yeah, have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, New Zealander. Wait, come on. Okay. So most track racers, from what I remember, they would come and race in Trexler Town for a while, in mm-hmm. outside of Philly. So just hanging out in New York City for this guy—that's pretty awesome. Um, I know that there's a lot of Olympic pedigree track racers up there that come from the messenger days like team puma only one second outside of team qualifying <laughs> <laughs> olympic qualifying time 
<laughs> Spencer, feel free to cut that one in post. The, the amount of people that are going to get that is pretty much Leo Black Label. Like no one else is oh, going to no, get that's that one. Good. Leo needs that. <laughs> um, but I got to thinking here, guys. There's a velodrome in Queens. There's a velodrome. Um, there's like 18 velodromes in the country. We definitely need to get more people racing velodromes, um, mm-hmm. or they're never gonna, or they're gonna burn down or fall down like in Minnesota. But you know, anyways, last time I went up there, it was still there. Oh, well, this is kind of like, do you, do you ever see the videos of like, there's a velodrome in Detroit that's like the murder drone that's just like, you know, grass is growing out of it. Mm-hmm. And there's one in like St. Louis that was from like the, you know, the yep. World's Fair in like 1894 and it's like 800 meters long. Great stuff. All right. We really need to speed this up. So let's get to Michael Matthews in Australia before we come back from the world famous Top Corner, Draft Corner, Primal Wear Jersey Draft. Slovakia, man. Slovakia. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, once again, the Slow Ride Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Works. Head over to yourcleanbike.com. Use the promo code GEARUP. Get your very own HydroShot Power Cleaner. It is the best way to clean your bike. You're in quarantine. You're not doing anything except staring at the dirty bike that's been up in the corner since last time you rode gravel. Take it down. Get the HydroShot Power Cleaner from yourcleanbike.com with the promo code GEARUP, and you're going to have the sparklingest, cleanest bike in the world. It's super easy and fun to do, especially with your kids. Oh, kids love it. And hey, you can clean other things other than bikes. Let's admit it. We have other things. Yeah, I have a kayak I've never used, but you know what? It's super clean. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, yourcleanbike.com is uh, where you can find that deal. Find the Works Hydro Shot, like Tim mentioned. You can also find all kinds of other great stuff there. Uh, Pegasus Multifunction Work Table. That's one that I picked up. Uh, extremely, extremely useful uh, piece of equipment. Go check that out. And uh, all kinds of other good stuff. Save yourself 15% uh, using the code Gear Up. Nice. For sure. We also like to thank our friends and members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Spencer, you did a fantastic job of updating our website. Go to wideanglepodium.com and check it out. So great to see the family of shows. We got uh, No Training Wheels, the newest podcast on the network from Rob Kelly. But let's also give a shout out to the lo- one of the longest running podcasts on the network, The Consummate Athlete, which yes. continues to produce some weekly content with some great training and interview advice across the whole spectrum of the silent sport sphere. So definitely want to check it out. Uh, Molly and Peter do a great job. Um, they've been with us since day one. Uh, shout out to the Gravel Lot, who's had, who have had some great interviews, including Mehdi Farsi of State Bicycle, I think, last week. And we have Cyclocross Radio and um, Bike Shop CX. Bike Shop CX, of course. How can I forget? Because Bike Shop CX is blowing up my Instagram with all the um, <laughs> April CX challenge hashtag. And it was fantastic to see. They had something like over 2,000 submissions, which is yeah. so great to see from our friends. And they also have viewer mail, which is the coffee was named after the show. How could I forget Bike Chef CX? So yeah. if you want to taste the coffee, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. Super simple. Check it out. From Grimper Brothers. Yes. It's awesome. And there you go. It is awesome. Uh, 
it supports the network. It supports the shows. Uh, it supports Grimper Brothers, uh, small business during these uh, challenging times, uh, as all the other uh, companies are telling you. Um, but uh, it's a good way to uh, to put your dollars to work and also uh, get something for yourself out of it. So definitely do that. And uh, another way to um, do yourself a favor, let's say, uh, with all the Zwifting you've been doing, all the e-racing. I know you've been getting into uh, Zwift crits. Yeah. Check out uh, bucklerskincare.com yes. and head on over to the uh, uh, wide-angle podium blend that we've got over there. Uh, the tingle is the miracle. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Go check it out. It, it, I mean, it's something you need. With the miles you're putting in, with this Everest challenge that you're going to be doing <laughs> to try and shame Tim, uh, you're going to need it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You definitely You just want to bathe in it. All right, let's get back to the show. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, gentlemen, the time has come. I don't want to say by popular demand, because arguably... They are the ugliest jerseys that have ever existed in cycling. In fact, the existence of Primal Wear jerseys are the reason why there have been countless apparel manufacturers that get created and kind of go the subdued classic route yes. that kind of all look the same after a while. So the tables have turned. Primal Wear is back with arguably the ugliest jerseys in the history of the world. Yep. Up for draft. And here we are. And we're going to do it. So to set the table, we got to go back to Adam's email with just a quick message. Hey, guys, I'm a fairly new listener here. I subscribed last October around UCI World's time and comparatively new cyclist besides a single speed commuter about 10 years ago. But I got my first road bike in 2016 and been ha following the pro peloton for the last few years. Adam, fantastic to have you there. There's nothing like having more and more new fans into this lovable sport that we have come in. But you're not always up to speed at everything you tell us. For example, you did not know Primalware was a thing that exists in the world until you were soaking in the tub last <laughs> night listening to episode 295. And we weren't kidding about that Pink Floyd collection. There's at least seven or eight different ones. And he goes through and he starts listening so to them many. all. And it's so true. So Adam, thank you again. But And I'm so happy that we had the, the privilege to bring this to you. Now, for those overseas, maybe you don't know what a Primalware jersey is. But think of that <laughs> MS-150. And if you see the guy that's got the skeleton with a little like Grinch heart <laughs> barely there, it's that jersey. Yeah. So here we are. And guys, yeah. in the spirit of where we are and the you know, the the joint world of living, I think it's time mm -hmm. to come up with the draft order. And due to classic Minnesota Nice, I will be going first. And I don't care which one of you two goes second or third. Because in today's world, you got to so, take what you need right away. We need to lay some groundwork because uh, I, there are so many amazing <laughs> retired Primal Wear jerseys, and there, there's almost too many to choose from. So we are going to stick to the current catalog. Is that uh, is that true? I think we can uh, go. I think we can go old ones. Yeah, yeah. I guess I got. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we need to make this decision because 
either mine are all going to be classics, oh. big hitters, or <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, choose from from what they. I think the current offerings are the way to go because yeah. people can actually go out and purchase these and put them on their body. Please don't purchase can, these; they're that no, bad. Please do. Some of them are <laughs> well, great. Um, you have the option to, whereas these these vintage ones like the. Uh, Carpe diem uh, <laughs> fish jersey that uh, has a bunch of fish that are shaped like cars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has a sign that says slippery when wet uh, on it. Are you it's an like, underwater scene. It's where are you? extremely That's good. Great. No longer available. Like if somebody got hyped on that jersey and they could not go out and immediately purchase it, I would feel yeah. I would feel like we did a disservice. Let's I don't think anybody should purchase these available. because these are the jerseys why why cars hate cyclists. Like, no, right? I don't know if that's yes. the only well, reason. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't help. All right, well, so this way the people at I think, the cafe stop should... look at you like, come on. I got first pick, and I th- I say we keep with the current catalog, unless it's like okay. absolute yeah. classic that you know is just out These of jerseys... stock. Like like they they're waiting for Here... the factories to come back online because they're ordering another ten thousand of them. <laughs> All right, what do we do? These jerseys look like. What everyone sees when you're wearing your cool Rafa kit, when you're wearing <laughs> exactly. your cool Velocio kit that looks really good and you know it's the cool one, yeah. this is what everybody else sees, regardless of what you're wearing. Yeah. And so, with the first pick, uh-huh. this is big. I'm taking Dog Eat Cog of the classic <laughs> cartoon dog eating the cog. It is mm-hmm. so good. I it is that. yellow, it is bright. No car is going to come anywhere close to you when they see the ferociousness of this dog that has eaten an entire handlebar. Um, oh, my God. So, And we're going to have all of these up on our uh, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter account. But, yeah, the uh, Dog Eat Cog uh, is definitely my favorite. Okay. Are we doing five? Are we doing five? That's <laughs> that, that a good number. Oh, my God. I mean, five? Well, I got five ready. So let's do five. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Spencer. Why don't, why yeah. don't you go? Because, you know. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. I'd absolutely love to. Uh, I don't know if I'm how deep we're going on this, but I'm going to get this one out of the way quick because, um, like I was just saying, there are so many classics, so many deep cuts that just aren't available anymore. This is, a, I feel like, an original <laughs> design that is still available. Okay. So I'm going with the Ficious Cycle oh. Men's Sport Cut Cycling Jersey. Uh, this is the piranha oh, yeah. with racing stripes and a number 13 on the side. And he's got a whole lot of teeth, but for some reason he's got a little, uh, light bulb coming off the top of his head and, uh, he's chasing it like carried on a stick style. And it's just quintessential primal wear to me. It, uh, if you need to look it up, it's a style number F C J E R. Thanks for that style number, uh, update. That's really helpful. It is uh, everything that I expect a primal jersey to be. Ficious cycle. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's oh, that is so good. It, good. It's got that one's good because it's got the scaling on the jersey itself. So, good job with the ficious cycle. <laughs> what a great name! All right, little guy. Um, what do you have? All right, I'm gonna take this quick because I'm worried you guys will take it. I'm gonna take it first. It's it's a new one. It's a little almost almost good. It's the Grateful Dead Dark Star Men's Helix Kit. It's kind of a tie-dye, but it's also, you know, it's a Dark Star thing going on here. It's a full kit, which is rare for for Primal Wear to get a full kit look going. Um, It's so good. Um, It's just, it's subtle. 
Um, but then it says Grateful Dead and it's got the little Grateful Dead logo. It's chef's kiss. So here's the thing. So, uh, Tim, where just real quick, where, where, was he in any danger of you choosing this one? Because he wasn't in any <laughs> no, danger of no, me choosing. Absolutely no danger of me possibly taking that. Cake. <laughs> okay, just wanted. Wait, to- really? Oh man, that's weird. <laughs> just, to be, just to be very clear. Um, so yeah, you know, it's not, it's not bad. Um, it's it right down the legs on the bibs. Grateful Dead. Oh, uh, yeah. so. I will okay. go with the. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. We always serpentine draft, Timmy. Don't, <laughs> don't even try to play this stuff on me. Okay, what, what do you got? All right. My, sec, my starting the second round pick. It's the Retro Easy Rider Men's Sport Cut Cycling Jersey. Only available currently in five time mix, extra large. It's okay. $15 on sale. Now, it might be a little one hard to find, you guys. It's a, um, a seat collar of a classic mountain bike it's got a seat post and then it's got a saddle and there's a tree frog hanging out on the saddle and he's oh, giving yeah. you the peace sign now it's a couple well, what's things the part number on that bad boy logo uh i have no idea <laughs> all right <laughs> i don't i don't even so it's know it's got how the front yeah it's got a frog now some good things about this one um it's got a it's got a flight saddle. It's unbranded, but you can tell mistake. It, it is a t- it is a flight. <laughs> uh-huh. So Spencer, you know that's it's obviously my jam too. The C post is obviously modeled after a superb pro or an XC pro Suntour C post. It's the it's got the head on it. So that is literally a setup I have on a bike right now. I don't think there's a tree frog <laughs> on my bike right now, but and I definitely have multiple again? bikes with that post and that seat. The thing I don't like it is obviously if you look at the top tube, the saddle is pointing down in a really weird way. Though, what's this the, one called again, little guy? Retro Easy Rider Men's Sport Cut Cycling Jersey, three QZ. <laughs> oh god, um, there it is. All right, I found obviously it. anyone who would whoa, wear whoa, this whoa, would whoa, have to whoa, put their saddle down just because they're. They probably it's only fifteen dollars. So numbness. I know it's only fifteen dollars for the five XL. It does. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's oh good. You didn't do enough justice. The tree frog is holding up the peace sign. Oh no, I know, I know. He's doing you giving you the peace sign, man. Oh man, that's that's a good one, little guy. I I approve. Um Spencer, Spencer, <laughs> what do you have? You're in you're in the middle of the serpent team. Um so yeah, for my uh second pick, like I'm really torn because there's some that I like I like, but there's some that are just quintessential primal. That I don't like, but I feel like I need to choose. Yeah, like sometimes you just got to respect respect the game, you know? I know, I know. So I think I'm going to continue to respect the game um, in a big way, you guys. Uh, I'm choosing American Flyer men's sport cut <laughs> cycling jersey. Oh, dude. Oh, that, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that thing outside the Michigan Capitol last week. I now, mean, that thing is this amazing. Uh, this... Continuing the tree frog uh, theme, this one has the frog across. The frog is an American flag, and he's standing on a field of lightning or electricity. And the rest of the jersey is sort of an American flag. Uh, those are those are Raglan well. sleeves, either. Those are Reagan sleeves. Yeah. Oh, it's on sale too, so, Spencer. And this way, if you are a former national champion and you want to wear the stars and stripes on your sleeve, you're good to go. <laughs> oh my god, the American Flyer jersey. Um, this is a this is a winner, uh, Spencer. Uh, well done on the uh, the American Flyer. Uh, oh, so good. Um, I'm kind of of the same Brings boat, Spencer. I, I think that you just got to re- uh, respect the game. 
So <laughs> yeah, I I'm taking it. I'm surprised it's gone this long. I don't even listen to Pink Floyd. Oh, but man. the fact okay. the fact that the Dark Side of the Moon kit ah. is still there that is the iconic primal. I'm pretty sure if you go back into time about this bread, whoever created this bread, and God thank that person so much. <laughs> <laughs> this was the jersey because they were probably sitting around looking at their bike in their garage, smoking a joint, listening to Pink Floyd, going, "Why don't we put that on a jersey? I could sell that at Ragbrae." Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. Just the dark side of the moon is definitely. Um, so you're going to go with classic. the classic one with just the one logo because you can get it in blue with like a <laughs> rainbow and you can also get it where there's a bunch of little prisms. And oh, there's there might be more. There's multiple dark side of the moon. There's also you other can see logo. how successful this kit was because they have 20 irations. Of yeah, the dark side of the moon spawned kit. many more. OK, good, good, good. Okay. Pick, Tim. The next one. I'm going to take is, I mean, just quintessential primal, uh, primal wear, like what, like what you expect. And that is the tuxedo Jersey. Oh, are uh, you serious? That was my yeah. next pick. Well, oh, that was on unfortunately list. little guy, you are not going to get one of the greatest kits um, in the history of the world. Are you doing and short that, sleeve or long sleeve? I, which one do you want? <laughs> I was kind of into Ritz blue men's long sleeve. Like, yeah, I was going to do long sleeve. Um, but yep. you know, and it's also short sleeve. Well. Uh, I'm gonna take them both, little guy. Just so you, so you can't have either. But the Ritz blue, uh, um, it is so good. The long sleeve or the short sleeve um, tuxedo jersey. I can't How believe can you go wrong. I can't believe we actually one of us picked one of the other ones. In fact, I'll if like, I was gonna yeah. get married again, I would. I would make my best. Like if you guys were gonna show up to my. I mean, I know you didn't go to my first wedding. I'll have to talk to Sarah about this. But oh, when yeah. we redo our vows 15 years uh-huh. from now, um, I hope you guys are there standing with me in, the, in this should just, uh, jersey. Pick up a couple of these right now, Tim, just so we make sure we have them. You know? <laughs> oh, that would be so good when we like, ride in somehow. <laughs> oh. uh, Spencer, what tree frog are you taking next? Well... <clears throat> Have we decide? Are we going five deep? Is that what's happening? Because <laughs> yeah, I need to we gotta go five. No, I'm I'm searching okay. now because Timmy really messed me up here. Okay, there's a couple of classic ones still here <laughs> that I f- I feel like they need to be taken. You got to do it. You got you got to you got to do it. Yeah, I can't ignore these. All right, what are we? Doing? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Spanky. I'm gonna take Spanky men's cycling jersey. Oh, that's a good one. Now it's. Only available in a medium at this point. On sale, $20. <laughs> oh, no. Close out. That is so bad. <laughs> this is the uh, uh, um, uh, grinder, uh, organ grinder monkey uh, little guy uh, with the symbols. Um, I don't know why you would want him on a jersey, but there he is. Painful. So He's kind of got the barrel of monkeys, uh, monkeys um, cascading around down behind him uh, as kind of a gradient situation, which is very hip in the pro peloton right now. Um, so I feel and like this one's going to hold its own. It's got the yellow bands around the sleeves, so you know you support cancer research. Um, I mean, honestly, you guys, if this didn't have <laughs> a extremely scary-looking monkey with symbols, <laughs> e- just enormous on the chest, it it could pass for the uh, Lotto Yumbo uh, kit. I want to oh, just throw out there, guys, the barrel of monkeys background here into the gradient. Yeah. I'd I'd be willing to consider that for the Slow Ride podcast jersey. Um, 
It is that like, like take, away, take away the monkey. But if that was like the gradient uh-huh. and people were like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's barrel of monkeys. I mean, it's a no brainer, guys. Like that one's good. Oh my God. It's a solid kit. <laughs> uh, that's going to bring us uh, right on back uh, down the order here. To uh, little guy, guy. To, so, little uh, guy, you've got your last uh, two picks. Um. Okay, I got. Wait, no. No, no, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got two, and then sorry. I got one more. So I'm gonna go um, with another one that's on sale. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> it's where, it's where the good, where the good ones stuff are. Is. That's that's when you know things are really good is if it's yeah. on sale. This is um, the extreme terrestrial men's oh. sport hut cycling jersey. <laughs> this has kind of a swirl. It's green and. It looks like an avocado threw up and there's an alien who's really skinny. So he's obviously a bike racer and he's levitating some cogs in his hand. He's like holding them out to you, but floating them to you. I'm a little surprised that it's taken this long for an extraterrestrial to uh, get, get selected. Cause I feel like this is another classic primal wear trope. He's also uh, only got an eight speed cog set. That's what he's trying to give you. (laughs) That's the best. It's on sale though, guy. No, but the, my favorite part is that he's so skinny as if he's a bike racer. Like he's like got a sunken chest. Like I've never seen an alien that looks like he's actually, um, he's a climber. There you go. Ah, uh, okay. Well so done. I'm going with that one. So, um, my, in my with my next pick <laughs> to start God, round four, such a good jersey. I am going to go with the bone collector men's long sleeve psyching Jersey. Ah. Um, this is sort of a, uh, skeleton thing. It's a classic. It's a long sleeve. It's also horrifying, even more than a normal <laughs> skeleton, because there's also red down the arms as if there's flesh involved. And if you notice um, within the chest, the, your heart is a set of cogs. Yeah. Also, nice little cassette heart. Yeah. And also around the neck, um, there are teeth, which is horrifying. Like the, yeah. the, the cut on the neck. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It's like they knew they couldn't do the skull. So they just put the mouth around the neck hole, <laughs> which is, I mean, terrifying. It's so terrifying. Like, why? It's so bad. Also, like, where did the neck of this bone collector go? You know, you got to respect the attention to detail, though, uh, on this, because if you click over and look at the back, yeah. like the photo of the back, yeah, you see the back side of that cassette. You, you get the back side of the cassette. And it's now that. That is attention to detail. No, yeah. I appreciate it. And it's that. not just it's it still has the depth to it. Like it is a whole one piece like SRAM like cog set that's like machined yeah. out of one piece. Yeah, this isn't the cheap stuff. No. I don't think um I don't think some of the bones actually look like that, but I'm not a doctor, so what do I know? <laughs> You're no doctor, yeah. <laughs> okay. oh. oh my god. So good. All right, little guy or special, so, what do you got? All right, so on that, um, I'm going to have to move into uh, kind of the modern era of jerseys a little bit. I do want to make sure I get this one because I really, I feel like uh, Primal is is a lot of their stuff, if you look at their homepage, they're trying to maybe distance themselves from this. Oh, definitely, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, let's just put it nicely. They're They're trying to move away from the stylings, but... Even within some of these new ones, we've got just that guy who hasn't retired yet in the design <laughs> room. We, we can't get rid of our original designer. He's been here since day one. Yeah. We let him have one kid a year. 
All right. And so this one, um, this is one of their licensed uh, uh, works here. So, and I know this uh, will, will touch the hearts of all of us here on the podcast because I'm taking the Minnesota twins. <laughs> that was good. Men's sport cut cycling Jersey. Now there's a couple of Minnesota twins jerseys on here. Mm-hmm. This is the Minnesota twins men's sport cut cycling Jersey which has the baseball <laughs> twins logo on the front with the sort of a swooshy gradient thing. <laughs> and then it's got the state on the back and it's got a loon and a cherry and a spoon on the back. It's got every logo that has ever <laughs> been associated with the Minnesota twins is somewhere on this Jersey. It's got the TC on the arms. It's thrown it. It's got a little uh, forest tree scene on the side panels that don't make any sense. No. They don't have anything to do with anything. This jersey total mess. is the most slapped together mess I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I love it. I need it. And so it's got to become part of my uh, my draft here. Yeah, it really but, says uh, that you're obviously a fan. Uh, I just want to point out, guys, that I did look for the St. Louis Cardinals Primal Wear jersey. Sold out. What does that tell you about St. the City of St. Louis? Yep. Dedicated. Everything you need to know. All right, guys, Spencer, great pick. Um, For my fourth pick, we're going to go, we're going to flip the script a little bit. You know, I think that we're a little too focused on just the men's catalog at Primal Wear. Uh Uh-oh. So I ventured into the women's selection, Mm. and they have a long sleeve jersey called the the Tawny, which you got to check it out, T-A-W-N-Y, the Tawny Women's Long Sleeve Cycling Jersey. Oh, my God. This thing has some nice... Um, you know, striping, but it has oh, wow. a multicolored <laughs> owl that is on the lower kind of third of two thirds of the jersey. I mean, this thing is just—it's got enough splatter paint. It's the type of splatter paint. Um, here, here's how I would describe it. Do you know how every downtown, ha- like small tourist town, has one of those like you paint it, we uh-huh. bake it kind of situations where you paint the the pottery? Oh yeah. That's this is what you would yeah. paint. Like th- this is like they give you the owl outline. You just splatter some paint on there, and this is what you get. Mm-hmm. This is a, a a wine night painting jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys approve? Yeah, I totally approve. It's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I I can't believe I didn't see this. I would have chosen mm-hmm. it. Oh, thanks okay, thanks for inspiring me, Tim, to venture into the women's section. <laughs> oh, the, the, I mean, you thought the cuts were just on the men's side. Uh, no, I mean, I so much uh, golden here, but I mean, mm. I I will wrap this up with 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 my final one, and that was uh-huh. uh, little guy. We we were talking um, earlier about the national parks. Yeah, they have a national park collection. Yeah, so I'm going to take mm-hmm. the Glacier National Park. I've been to Glacier National Park, mm-hmm. and this jersey, it doesn't, oh, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't do it justice. But it, it's probably the closest um, we will ever see. That it just, I mean, it's an Ansel Adams photograph, mm-hmm. but from the gentleman that hasn't retired yet, that's designing it. Um, it is the crown <laughs> of the continent ecosystem. Um, yeah, you just, it, I, I can't go wrong. So I'm going to take the Glacier National Park. Uh, Ouch. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of difference between national park jerseys on here. It feels like some of them got designed 15 years ago. Like, <laughs> like so, so, so that one and arches 
feel like they were designed quite a while ago, whereas Acadia and even Great Smoky Mountains feel like perhaps they were done in the last two or three years. Um, it feels, <laughs> it feels, it feels like there's some different eras being represented. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Oh, so good. All right, Spencer, um, your final pick. I mean, and Spencer, it, you will be hard pressed to find a better jersey than the Minnesota Twins uh, primal wear jersey. Uh, but what do you get? I I've, I feel like I'm uh, you know that was the peak of uh, of my draft for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would be remiss, you guys. Uh, you know, Tim I think took the the Pink Floyd. Uh, little guy took the Grateful Dead, and I think I think those are appropriate. There's there's three bands that they uh, have licensing for here, and I think we have Wait, let's, let's chosen get, let's, appropriately. Let's give the listeners like five seconds to come up with what possible could be the fourth, the third band. Yeah, so I'm going with the ACDC jersey. Uh, now they have I think four different uh, iterations of ACDC jerseys, and I'm going to choose the back in black. Oh, that's um, a good choice sport cut cycling jersey because it's got a lot of tribal um flair and fade and kind of i don't know what's going on in the background here uh and just a big lightning bolt on the back um you know not uh you know if i was choosing based purely on album i'd probably go uh, for those about to rock but back in black for style can't beat it acdc all the way baby i'm gonna win this ms150 <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gonna win this MS150. It's a lot of pressure, you guys. Uh, last pick, I really gotta go out with something big, something good. And I am really sad Tim didn't pick this, but so I gotta do it, even though it's not my favorite. I'm going with the Rush Fly by Night men's sport wow. cut jersey. Uh, <laughs> you know how it's also it's also got an owl on it, so we went with two owls tonight, though this owl does look a little out of focus and <laughs> he's <laughs> he's it's, I don't know. I can't even explain it. Just go look it up. Rush fly by night. <laughs> so let me just throw this one. I think honorable mention for the Primal Wear draft. I was thinking about doing this, but I didn't. Was that they have arm warmers and they have the tie-dye Grateful Dead arm warmers. Yeah, they're really good. Oh, They're almost as good as the fake tattoo arm warmers that um, populate local group rides. Um, I, I just thought that, you know, I just want to throw that out there as like honorable mention. That's that's good. good. Now, at some point, we should probably do the same draft, but just on eBay, because there's probably some some <laughs> oh. things we don't. I mean, we can't even imagine. <laughs> I don't know how. Wait, I do know how Primal Wear stays in business. Um, but oh, thanks for the awesome times, Primal Wear, with your your amazing art collection <laughs> that makes cyclists look so wonderful out on the road. Maybe we'll use it as inspiration for the Slow Ride Podcast limited edition jersey. So we will be posting images on our Twitter account over the next uh, now week or so. We'll be posting mm-hmm. them on Instagram as well. I hope you follow along. Head over to Primal where I guess to just figure out and pick the worst ones of all time that we missed. Yeah. Um, Close out, with that, man. I'd like to give a major shout out and thanks to Works for the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Head over to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP to save 15%. Also, major shout-outs to our friends at Grimper Brothers for the brand-new listener mail coffee blend. Head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more. And 
I'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. Uh, as Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.